Okay, greetings ladies and gentlemen, and it is time to play a little game. We are doing the Salt Podcast, where we're going to talk about the series and the characters and all that fun stuff. So I'm your host, Renegade Alberto, and I'd like to introduce my panel. So first we have Des. Uh, hi, I'm Des. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'm really happy to be here, um, especially since Saw was one of my favorite series. Was? What? <laughs> All right, let's kick her off the panel. Oh no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so next up is Austin. Um, hello there. I'm Cool Austin. I also haven't done a podcast in a while, and I've seen just about all the Saw movies except uh, except Spiral. And uh, last time I saw the movies was like four years ago. Oh, this is gonna be fun for you then. Next up yep. is Mr. Drillbit. Oh, hey everyone. This should be fun. I have not seen Spiral as well, so I can't really offer any input on that. Next up is Mr. Brendan. Hi. Uh, I legit forgot we were doing this this month, so I didn't have enough time to prepare some notes for it, but I'll go off the top this end. And last but not least is Lady Tolkien. You saved the best for last, didn't you? Um, <laughs> hi, Lady Tolkien. You guys are probably very familiar with me. I'm quite on quite a few podcasts. Super excited for this one. Saw has been my one of my favorite franchises since I was in high school. So I'm really super excited to talk about it. Okay, I tried to make this super simple as possible because people told me they haven't seen these movies in like eight years. Uh, so let's make it super simple. How did you get introduced into the Saw franchise? What appealed to you with this concept in the first place? Who wants to go first? Uh, I mean, might as well go. Uh, All right. Short. Drew Patel, I have no idea how I got into it. I, I do remember seeing a lot of commercials during the, the tenure when it was at its high. So I was going from I Saw 5 all the way down to Saw 3D. Like, but I don't remember which my first movie I seen. I want to say it was Saw 2, because that's the one I have most memory of. But at the same time, that's the most that's the one I watched the most, right? But yeah, I don't know. I can pin it down though. But I started binge watching them during middle school along with other horror movies though, and that's how I got hooked to Saw. Ooh. Alright, I'll I'll go next real quick, cause damn. I, I just think that mines is like real simple and boring. I just think that what happened was my mother was buying the saw dvds a lot of horror movies jason freddy all that stuff and i just started picking through them and i'm like 
huh this is interesting this is a nice cover oh wait it's like an x-ray cover with like fingers and disembodied legs and shit okay so i'll watch it and uh that's how I, I i popped it in my ps2 and i was mesmerized by like all the gore and, and and the story and the lore that they were telling with the first saw movie that's how i got like really enticed into it and i i thought the story of kramer and how he was dealing the traps and everything and people you know being tied to bathtubs and having to cut off their foot was <laughs> a harrowing experience but interesting nonetheless uh that's how i got into it just watching a bunch of horror dvds and trailing through and that caught my eye like really bad so who's next who who has their first experience with song? i could do it good but yeah my, oh, sorry i might have to mute if i have to cough by the way that's fine but i think my first experience was Let's see. It was when my sister rented it from like Blockbuster. Remember those? Oh yeah, absolutely. I had one around my way. Yeah, and honestly, back then I thought it was just really the scariest shit you ever seen because I think beforehand we were always used to like the teen horror stuff like Scream, where at least it had it went more into like dark humor. Yeah, Saw was so, like that, always serious. Yeah, and Saw goes in for, like, complete... Well, the first one's not really too gory, but it was, like, a complete tonal shift compared to what came out after Scream. And, yeah. And then, of course, then I... And then, of course, you find out that there's actually... It's more of, like, a murder mystery than, a, than like, a... Than, like, a shock film. And, yeah. And then, and then honestly... I started to get into the series when I heard about all of like how the plot just keeps getting more wild with each film and I couldn't believe it. So yeah, that's my experience with it really. Anyone else? I'll go next. Um, I, I was accidentally introduced into the Saw series. Uh, Saw 4 was the first one I kind of, sort of saw from behind my couch because I was terrified of scary movies when I was younger. I saw. Um, so I, my dad, I, I guess he had seen the ones before it and wanted to watch the fourth one. And so we had a family movie night and software ended up being the one that scarred me because I think I was just getting into watching scary movies. So I had watched some more like tame stuff compared to Saw. Um, and it was just too much. It was too much. Didn't end up finishing it. And then once I like got more into the horror genre, um, which surprisingly it's my favorite thing now. Um, I was like, all right, cool. I'll just go and try to watch Saw and start from Saw 1. And I worked my way up from Saw 1. But software will always be that one that I'm just like, yep, that, I'm not going to forget that one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I think the very first one I saw, I believe, was the first one. Um, I didn't see it until quite a few years after it came out. My uh, parents were the kind of parents that were like, oh, we don't watch horror movies in this household. <laughs> so I didn't get to do any like fun horror things until high school um, when I was with my first boyfriend. And, um, and then we watched it together. And I just I was instantly taken in by it because I think there's a little psycho part of me that just liked the traps and watching how they worked and if people could figure out how to get out of them and the whole story just sucked me in and I was a fan ever since. 
Oh boy. So this question is going to take <laughs> eons to answer. I know this. What is your favorite mechanical trap slash escape scenario within the Saw franchise? There's a lot of them. Uh, I actually want to um, make my answer, I guess. My favorite one is actually the one from Saw 4 where the guy had to punch his eyeballs out. And if he doesn't, his body gets ripped to shreds. I don't know why, but I just, I just love the cynicism around that trap. I like. I feel like there was some meaning behind it that I can't remember. Meaning? Oh. Oh, uh. Okay, um, essentially, since the guy was a rapist, uh, he quote unquote led it on blindly to his obsession or whatever the fuck it was. But, um, if I have his vibrant tap, though, his body cannot hurt anyone else anymore. That's pretty much just the. Yeah, he got his arms pulled off, his legs. It is. It was honestly when I got to that part, as I said in chat, I was like clapping because he kind of really deserved it, and yeah. and and the cop was like, you know, lay on the bed, and just just die, you know, just get it over with. Um, I I think another one that was really good in Saw Four was the beginning trap where there's one guy with like no eyes, and then there's the other guy with like his mouth sewn up. So the key is on the back of the head of the guy who has no eyes and the guy who has no mouth can't tell him. So he has to like sort of get in a fight with them and they're all fighting blind and <laughs> it, it's just super wild. And then he find the guy with the mouth or whatever that's sewn up. He kills him with a hammer, the guy with no eyes. So I, I, I thought that was like sort of cool, you know, see no evil, do no evil. Uh, he did evil with the hammer to his head and that was a pretty sickening but it was ingenious in a way that's the one i really liked probably yeah. a personal favorite of mine was the shotgun carousel from six because that one like i feel like that could go like any like it could go in any direction depending on like wh like who he decides to save and who he just lets get shot and it's honestly just a really ter like it's a really terrifying trap for pretty much everyone honestly yeah, I think uh, the guy had to put his hand in a device and uh, let it prick him twice. And yeah, uh, I think yeah, it had was like, to like it had to like stab his hand, and that was just oh. Yep, that was the only way to save like two of them, and he could only do it for two people. And there were people like sort of trying to lie, saying, "Oh, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant," or "I, I I'm the one who made you in this company. You need to help me." Uh, so it was a lot of uh, dramatic tension on that one. Yeah. Um, that one. Oh, wait, are you done? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, okay. I was like, that That actually was one of my one of my favorite ones because I just thought it was really... Um, it was an interesting trap. Um, and I think I was watching the kill count for some of these, and I think it... Uh, you know, James was like, oh, this was the trap that like killed the most people at once. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, but that was one of my favorite traps because... It's just, I feel like the moment of like panic that you have to go through to be like, oh God, like who do I save? Who do I save? Um, and the moment of panic that I felt like while watching that scene was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, he, he said okay. um, four people had to die, but two people could live. So that was like a, a quad whammy? I don't know. Uh, uh, that was me. I will let everyone die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think you could do that technically if you wanted to. You wouldn't yeah. prick your hand either. I don't like the shotgun, any of you. So the you can go. It's still shot either way. So <laughs> like it just aims straight up if uh he put his hand in the in the 
contraption, so mention, everybody like, could have died. Not to mention, like, usually people who get involved with these kind of traps are not good people, so nope. they could be- they could all just be lying to you for all you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'd be traumatized, um, for a lot though, but, you know. Uh, I guess if I had an honorable mention real quick, I would say that Venus flytrap sort of thing where it was wrapped around the woman's abdomen and <laughs> it would pull one side off and the other side off if she get, if she like basically did not get out. And I think that was the one where she couldn't escape because Amanda was being, you know, an asshole. Uh, I think... Yeah, yeah. there are a wasn't few that, unescapable ones. I think that's Saw 3. I thought that was the one where she had... Wasn't that the... If, if I'm thinking of the right one, wasn't that the one where she had to... There was a key, and she had to put her hand in, in like, the acid. acid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was the one. Yeah, that was uh, a lot, too. And then she uh, failed, so both of her sides got, like, ripped to shreds, and it was... That was quite nasty, but beautiful at the same time. It's a weird scene. Like, I don't know. Because of yeah, the lighting and everything, it looks good. Like, she just turned it to art. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. You know <laughs> Stefano over here. Stefano from Evil Within 2. Mm-hmm. Cat, you haven't gone yet. Nope, I was waiting. Good. Well, I was going to say something real quick, but... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I guess for me, it would probably be the the reverse... The, the bear trap, the reverse one. That's the one that's probably like the most iconic. Oh, you mean the thing on their head? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see it actually get used until the sixth movie, though, but it looks very gory. Now, it doesn't kill anyone until 3D, which is, was Jill's wife. I mean, sorry, Jill's well, wife. Seven. Yeah, the seventh film. Yeah. But at least we got real lucky. At least we got, at least we got to see what it does. As far as I know, it because I I have a inclination of what it does after it kind of fucked Hoffman up a little bit. It basically rips your jaw off, and um, if you don't get it off in time, you're basically just your whole head is just done. Yeah, What's yeah, that? like you see it in the seventh movie, and it looks pretty nasty. Also, what are we, you saying, this? I was gonna say, are we talking about the contraption? I'm sorry, I like blinked for a second uh are we talking about that contraption that's like covers your entire head yes yes didn't amanda also sort of have one yeah. on yes yeah. yeah she had one on it was in the very first movie the first first trap i believe but uh it didn't go off in that one the, the second time we seen trap? it was with hoffman third time oh, we seen it, it oh, okay yeah so it's amazing how iconic that trap is and it didn't work two times in a row you know, that man Hawkman was smart. Re- oh. <laughs> I was gonna say that would have been a really interesting one to see. Yeah, Hawkman was smart. I think he put his uh trap inside of the glass door when he broke the side of the door, the panel, and then it got caught in the bars. But yeah. he still got messed up by it because like half his jaw was like just done. Even then, he had to like get out of there quick because it was gonna overpower like the bars stopping it too. Yep. Also, Kat, finally, it's your turn. Um, so, I kind of had two. Drill already said the reverse bear trap, and the reason why I picked that one is 
to me, it's a simple design, but yet it seemed like so many people were afraid of it. Um, especially Hoffman himself looked like he shit himself when he realized that that's what he had on him. Um, so I think that really says a lot about that trap itself. It's so frightening that um, a lot of people hated it. But then I also liked, I guess you couldn't necessarily say it's a trap, but I really appreciated um, the fifth movie. I know it's hated on a lot, but the reason I liked it was um, the sequence of traps and everybody was supposed to work together on. I kind of liked the idea of people were supposed to um, figure out the traps together or um, to get through each one instead of trying to just figure it out yourself and then they end up killing each other off because of it. And I also liked the setup in that way as well instead of just individual traps. Yeah, I agree with you though, but I wasn't sure if that would be kind of because you no, know, considering the conception of the trap, quote unquote, right? But yeah, I do agree with you. That was probably the most interesting thing um, set up for the survivors in Saw movies. I want to agree with that too. Um, I actually wrote Saw 5 down as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I think that started in 2 where it started to become more people in, in one trap. Ah, oh, shit. My mic got muted again, so I can't hear me now. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, shut up. Uh, as I was saying, I said, uh, I think Saw 2 was when they started the whole contraption thing with multiple people. And uh, if someone didn't do something right, or if someone had to join in on the fun, like the <laughs> needle pit, then uh, it was multiple people like sort of freaking out. What are we going to do? How are we going to beat this trap? We need teamwork. Some people are scared. Some people are a little bit, you know, valorous. You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting concept, but I think that's the only way that the sequels could have developed by doing something like that, making it team-based. But uh, anyone else on the favorite mechanical traps or any honorable mentions? Before we move on to the horrible ones. Oh, I have Can one. I make an honorable mention? Sure. Um, in Jigsaw, I mean, I know it's not much, it's nothing, like, crazy like a lot of the other traps or whatever, but the shotgun kill at the end of Jigsaw was really interesting to me, because I didn't think that it was gonna shoot out the other way, and the fact that there was the riddle that, um, was basically, that basically told them that, hey, whoever's aiming it at the other person, the person that's holding the shotgun is the one that's gonna get killed. Um, I'm trying to think of one more. I oh. think another honorable mention for me was the one that was at the start of the sixth film where they had to like cut off pieces of themselves onto these like weights, and whoever put on the least amount of weight would end up dying. And that woman just straight up cuts off her own arm. No, oh, yeah, yeah, the pound Which of flesh. Was that again? Was it six? Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. I, I also really like that one because like not only is it just really brutal it's also like it's also something that's definitely very doable yeah that's the pound of flesh where the guy had to cut off um all of his rolls and and put it in the basket and then the woman had the arm so she just cut off her whole arm and put it in there and the guy just died um yeah i i I think the trap and you think that like the guy is gonna end up winning because he just has so much more like uh, like he, he sees a much bigger guy, so he has more to give. But like, 
I, I like that uh, subvert of expectations with the woman just cutting off her own arm. Yeah, I think uh, if you fail that one, it's like a head device that has like drills on the side. And if you fail, then it's going to drill into your brain and you die. Oh, man, that's, there's so many. It's, I, I don't like that. Quick death. Yeah, I think the other one that happened in three was kind of cool as well, where the guy was like on some sort of device and it was twisting his body and bones and arms and head in the other direction so the father or whatever who had his like child kidnapped and his wife and whatever uh he had to save him and if he didn't then his organs and skin and flesh would go in the other direction i thought that was kind of a genius to be honest but Man, oh god i remember that one that one was that one's still painful to watch. As soon as I saw that man's neck going in the other direction, I'm like, you were done, fam. Just 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 say goodnight. Silent night. Holy he, night. Like honestly, I think he would have been gone before the neck. Uh yeah, because what is it? Bleeding out and, yeah. and organs and blood just Yeah. Uh, ain't nobody saving him. <laughs> well, Drill, do you have any other favorites? Oh, all right. Then. Well, I guess like one I did like was the well, I think it was Saw Four where there was those two ice blocks that squished the guy's head. Oh. I thought that that was pretty cool. No. Oh yeah. Can I just say that I think Saw Four had again that one scarred me. So I I, th I feel like Saw Four just had a lot of really brutal. Um, did Saw Four also have the? Well, never mind. I'll ask him the next question. I'll ask him the next question. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But, but yeah, the fact that two ice blocks were able to switch the guy's head was pretty brutal. That what fun fact, that is Mark Wahlberg's brother, but I don't yeah. remember his name. As soon as I saw Donnie. him, yeah, Ronnie Wahlberg or whatever. Like as Donnie. soon as Oh Donnie, okay. So as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh Mark Wahlberg mm -hmm. look again. I was like, oh no, he's He's a little bit different, so but they look the same, so it's weird. Uh and then he was cursing out the I don't think he was Jigsaw, I think he was just another contestant in the game. And he was calling him a motherfucker and everything, so I was kinda laughing a little bit. Uh but that, that was that was pretty entertaining. But the next question is also well, I guess it's not that hard. You, you just gotta think of the lamest trap and mechanical device escape Ooh. scenario. Honestly, I would say whatever he gave to amanda because it's so easy just kill the other person that's it that's like i would do that in my sleep just to get out i'm not gonna lie about that because <laughs> i think the key was in his body i believe yeah i think my least favorite one had like i forgot what it was or what which movie it was in but there was this one where this guy had like hooks in him and that one was just like that one just looked like was really unfair especially the one where he had a hook just right in his jaw like there's no oh, way you're gonna survive that that was mine oh <laughs> yeah i know what you're referring to i want to say those so um was it five was it might be a little sooner but yeah that trap yeah would not work for starters how did he get the chain through his jaw anyway without killing him yeah like he should have been dead already <laughs> mm -hmm. uh you know another lame one uh, it was the one in Saw 3 where the woman 
was she was bucky naked first and foremost which was kind of weird but there was the frosting um cylinders on the side and the guy had to um get her down or whatever because she was like a witness to i don't know his child dying or some shit so he yeah, had to get her down she would have frozen to death yeah she just basically freezes to death and it's like i don't know it's just boring it's something about it that's like very boring to me See, like, I had a problem with the trap itself, per se. I just want to know the science behind it. How can she turn into a literal block of ice in a matter of seconds? So, like, what did he do? What? It's it's the science about it. Mm-hmm. It's just the temperature of the room is so cold that the water hitting her was just freezing faster than, like, her body temperature was cooling down so fast she couldn't keep it, like, wet. It was freezing. Yeah, but wouldn't oh. she be dead from the cold itself before the trap even initiated? Because no, like I said, the room is really cold. Mm. I'm pretty sure she'll die from that. Not necessarily. Water. Your body can take colder temperature than what you think. Maybe she got a little frostbite up there. Uh, no. Yeah, shut up, bro. Frank, <laughs> get the fuck out. Is it every podcast now? Uh-oh. Yes, it is. What? It's just a little pun. No, no, just yeah. get out. Get out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like that one. I, I just thought it was just for a saw movie and all the stuff they were doing and the third one and that was just kind of boring same for the the what is it the guy in the pig guts where he's getting drowned by that i mean oh dude that right there makes me cringe every time i see it like, i mean it's, it's so nasty i forgot yeah. about that one it, it's gross though because imagine just drowning in that stuff I'm like ugh, just yeah sure that was software too what about the one where they're like, where they have to like find, they're like picking through the needles or something? Uh, the needles was two, the pig guts was three. Yeah. Ugh. I think people are traumatized by the needle one because, I mean, if you have a fear of being poked by those, then of course that leads to that obvious trauma and you're not going to want that. So just imagine that, that. Imagine the type of diseases you were getting from those needles. Like she has stuff with so many of them. The fact that she can even get up oh, is standing. Oh yeah, that that scene where Amanda was in there, flying them, like flinging them. I said, "Are you not getting stabbed multiple times in the hands?" Mm. Yeah, and they were in her arms. So that was, ugh. but uh, any other traps that people just found lame or boring? Well, maybe this is unpopular, but I don't. I didn't like the ones that were like inescapable because. Like it, because it kind of just it kind of just goes against the whole thing, like Jigsaw giving them a chance, and yeah, oh yeah, you were fucked from the start. Like the dude that was like that said, yeah, you, yeah, we're putting you in the trap because you smoke too much, and if you breathe too hard, then you die. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you cut me in line in front of Wendy's. <laughs> if I'm gonna cut you in half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like as the movies went on, like, they started to get more ridiculous. But also, Jigsaw died at one point, and all of the copycats seemed to, like, they weren't, I don't think they were going by Jigsaw's, like, philosophy at that point anymore, which is yeah, also that, that a was... question, so... Oh, well, yeah, that's one big deal for one of the important characters, too, but, you know. Another <laughs> trap that I right. thought was yep. also pretty unfair was the uh, the razor wire from the first movie. Like, where you just had to crawl around through this whole, like, maze or whatever. That just, no. Is that the one where the guy was crawling through it and he was covered in gasoline 
And if uh, he... no, that was the uh, that was the flammable jelly one, which was also really dumb. Y yeah, yeah. I I just think it was no way out of that one. This was like when John was doing everything. Was... Yeah, yeah. So for this question, I wasn't so much thinking lame traps. Um, I was thinking more like ones that. <laughs> that that make, like make no sense not that make no sense but just made me like had to i had to like turn away because it was just like too much um so the ice blocks was mentioned earlier that one i can never i never watched that one <laughs> um and then i uh the one where there was a person that was stuck inside the traps and all of his limbs were like connected to like these like rotating arms or whatever and it ended Ooh. up twisting each of his limbs and his head was the final thing and it ended up twisting his head all the way around that one oh that was my favorite <laughs> fucked me up yeah. it fucked me up it fucked me up i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah. like even if you survive that like i don't think i would want to keep living after like Ooh. both of my feet are just twisting Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. i couldn't do it um no. now if we are thinking of lamest trap uh, it was in two, the lady that decided to try and get the antidote, and she put both her hands in the fucking razors. I was like, why would you put both your hands in the razors? I always question that one. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some lame ones, but there's also, like, a lot of impractical ones that I guess could fall better under that parameter, so it's just, yeah, it, when you get to the escapable territory, inescapable, it just gets really weird. Well, Tolkien, you want to go next? Um, so I took the question in a different way as well. Not as much like not like Des, but in a way where um I took it as the least favorite, almost like Drill was talking about, where it was ones you couldn't escape. So I just thought it was pretty stupid uh, of a of a design. So like the classroom trap we were talking about, the one that had the um he had the chain through his mandible that you already knew just by seeing that guy, he was completely fucked because you are not going to be able to have enough force. I don't care how strong you are. You are not going to be able to pull your mandible out of your jaw and survive that. That guy was just fucked from the start. Um, I also really was not a fan of the, the pound of flesh one in six, just because like so many of the traps, if you escaped, yes, you have like some scars or a little bit of mutilation in, in of a sort, but it was like this one went to the extreme. I mean, it was whoever could cut off more of their body first and get it on the scale gets to live. Like you're so mutilated at that point. Like I really didn't like that one. Um, and then in opposite of how I liked um, how everybody had to work together um, for the second question, I didn't really like ones where your trap was based on somebody else saving you. Cause then to me, it's not really your trap. You're kind of just, you have to rely on somebody else to save you. And I didn't really like that aspect for most of them. Cause like you could have no part of saving yourself. It was all on the reliance of somebody else. I think probably the worst like example of that was in Saw 3D where they just straight up out of the trap. And I, I no, like she did not deserve that. <laughs> I I have one. I I don't even know if you would call it a trap, but just 
fucking jigsaw setting up the rig shotguns all over the place like i mean the first time you saw it it was kind of cool but it kind of wore off as novelty after a while you know guy just walks in a room trips a wire shotgun goes off he's dead that's it i, I just think it's kind of boring uh for someone to be killed like that so it, it definitely yeah, felt a lot good i'm sorry i thought like this should give us a bolt action next time <laughs> that'd be surprising <laughs> yeah it, or put like one of those fucking um guns where you have to put the gunpowder in there and just have it take eight years but i <laughs> I think personally that those are just very boring and the way they did it that was original was the shotgun carousel because at least that had like a method behind it as opposed to the other ones. Everyone is just instantly rehabilitated once they get a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could move on to the next one. Uh, which is a good one. So, what is what is your opinions on John Kramer's story? What do you think of Jigsaw's philosophies, ideals, and how he made an impact on the plot in this series? Truth be told, though, like he's probably one of the most interesting um, villains, horror villains out there. But he's also probably one of the biggest hypocrites as well, because he said he wanted to give people a chance of life, right? But if you Put them in a life or death scenario, then how they want to learn from that? You know, if they just straight up die, and I think that's what makes him so fascinating. Like, even though he's kind of a hypocrite in my eyes, at the same time though, like he will, he can make you listen to his point and probably try to convince you, something like that. Yeah, it's not. I I think Kramer is not just I'm a I'm an evil villain. I, I plan for world domination, stuff like that. Uh. He's interesting because a lot of his personal life sort of went down the spiral. I I know that's going to be pun intended, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it's the stuff with his wife and how she lost her baby and and how he just sort of gave up on humanity and how people act. Yeah, and and the cancer thing as well. That was a big storyline how, you know, people just didn't want to save him. So uh he just sort of decided to do this whole retribution kick to these people he decided to cast judgment on and he's a central character in like mostly all of them like a lot of flashbacks of him showing up and adding more exposition so i would say he's one of the more fleshed out characters even after he was dead because i was like i was watching after saw three and i was like isn't this dude dead like he's still has these background schemes and you see Hoffman working for him. I'm like, what the fuck? So I tells you how powerful his influence was. Yeah. Like, even in depth, this man would not go away because even in the sequels, like his legacy still lives on through uh copycats. Yep. Any other uh thoughts on what people feel about John Kramer? I mean, the guy is interesting, although I feel like killing him off so early was kind of a it kind of felt like a mistake because then they just had to stretch the plot over, like saying, "Oh yeah, he was playing. Oh yeah, he secretly had someone working for him this whole time. Hell, probably your next door neighbor works for Jigsaw too." Oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I created a domino effect of okay, we got right around his death. I still included him, so let's just bring in other supporters he had. All this, all this, you know, I remember so. someone saying they should have just either b- revealed that Jigsaw never died or just had like a twin or something. At least it means the series could go somewhere. True. 
Jim Cramer. Jigsaw was ever real. He was in our head. <laughs> like in Jigsaw, where, oh yeah, oh yeah, Jigsaw might be alive, but gotcha, it's from like 10 years, it's like a flashback from 10 years before yeah. the first movie. How the heck was that all that set up, though? Like, that was honestly impressive that they were able to use a 10-year-old trap to influence the, mar- the at the time, modern day aspect of that was kind of silly at the same time, though. Like they, whoever did that, plan all that. Yeah, it's yeah. like I say, he's smart, he's sophisticated. Uh, lots of humane aspects to him, but at the same time, he's a psycho. He's uh yeah, he is kind of a psycho and a bit hypocritical. Yeah, it, but that's like I, I feel like those elements are what makes him interesting because even though it is the next question, I feel like the copycats did not live up to Jigsaw at all because uh, they have their own sort of quirks and personality. Like some of them, I like some of the stuff they do, but just their own ideals makes less sense. So, uh, anyone else on uh, Mr. Jigsaw before we move on? Honestly, like, I did, like, while I do, like, understand, like, the way he is, like, like, like we said before, like, he is a bit of a hypocrite at times, like, he always says that he's, that he never kills anyone, like, okay, dude, then who put them in the traps, but, <laughs> yeah, it's also, it. it also gets a bit confusing, because he has, like, three different motives, like, like, it's the cancer, it's his child dying, it's the car accident, just, it gets a bit, like, convoluted with with that kind of thing but i still think he's a pretty interesting like antagonist despite that because you can understand like why the way he is and stuff but i like it just he just get it just gets a bit weird as the series goes on yeah i remember the car accident too because uh i think jill said that this is when he changed when John Kramer became Jigsaw after that. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of cramming in there just to change that narrative and go with how he is now. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like they could have shaved one motive off. Like you could have kept the, the baby being lost and him having cancer. And that would have been fine over just, I, I, I got caught in the wreck now. You know, I feel a little evil today, so... I feel instantly rehabilitated. I feel instantly rehabilitated. Uh, Tolkien, any thoughts on Mr. John Kramer? Um, I found him to be quite an interesting character. He kind of reminded me of, like, a lot of people, um, IRL. (laughs) Honestly, it's just, like, a good person that just gets completely shit on constantly in their life. Like, he was... Like, it seemed like he was a decent person, and then it's just multiple things just happened at the same time. Like, we talked about the cancer, and then um, his insurance, as is insurance most of the time, it sucks ass and doesn't cover jack shit. Um, And so he couldn't get any help with that, and then lost his child because his wife was doing a good deed. It's like, the good people get shit on, and then that's why they turn the way they do. Um... So I kind of liked the idea he had behind the traps and everything. And I think majority of the people that were put in them definitely deserve to be in them. Um, And I do think that quite a few of the ones that did get out did kind of learn from their experience. So I think what he was doing 
um, helped in a sense. Um, but I do think there were quite a few that I didn't really think deserved to be in traps or, um, I know he tried to have like a protege through Amanda and like Hoffman and some of the other ones, but I just think they were like complete busts compared to him. Um, and I mean, just like, uh, lots of other movies that have come out, there were in real life people, uh, that have tried to emulate Jigsaw in oh, today's oh. world, which I find really interesting. Of course, they were shit and got caught really fast, but it's just that tells you how influential the movie was to people. Yeah, I did post that in horror stories, like some pizza guy or whatever tried to emulate Jigsaw and the guy got killed, but he, he put him in a literal trap. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So I, I did see that before this podcast. I was like, uh, that's... That's something. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. <laughs> Holy shit. RIP to that guy. Uh, now, since we talked about the man himself, we have to talk about his clones, copycats. So what do you think of Hoffman, Amanda, and William Schinkt as seen in Spiral? So who wants to go first? Yeah, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'll say the best one out of the bunch would probably be Hoffman, considering he's been under his wing the most. But he's also the most, um, well, I guess, naive, kind of, no, um, he, I don't think he was ready for the world type um, guy. He tried to emulate um, John Cameron's too much, though, but he ended up um, kind of betraying the philosophy he was, you know, studying. Hmm. I mean, for sex, he did kill um John's uh, wife, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would say if we picked somebody who got a lot of development, it would be Hoffman. Uh, he again going against the teachings. Uh, he was doing some interesting stuff. Like, I mean, you know, pretty much skirting with death, and then the stuff with Amanda and how you know she was John's protege and. He was like a step ahead a little bit and trying to, you know, learn the ropes. I, I thought that was cool. But uh if I were to say favorite again, Hoffman got the most development, then I actually did like William from Spiral. Like you don't see him that much, and I think that's his flaw, so he would be like definitely behind someone like Hoffman, but William had a good motive in terms of trying to expose corruption within the police force and using all those traps against uh, those folks who wronged others with their position of power. I, I thought that was a nice motive and concept. And at the end, it made it even more emotional when, and Des knows this too, when Samuel Jackson died in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he got clapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the saddest part, because as soon as I saw him with the gun contraption and him turning to the police. That was uh, so wild. <laughs> they just put like 80 bullets in them. <laughs> so that that was a good sort of ending in British. I, I wouldn't mind if they made a spinoff and they elaborated more on his character. Is he still with the police force? Is he still fighting corruption from within, etc.? And I, I'm gonna say it. I just don't like Amanda because I feel like she's a bitch. I just, I, yep. I just feel. I just feel like that's why I don't like her that much. Um. Yeah. I is Brandon. Were you done or? Oh, that's fine. Go ahead. 
Okay, I was gonna say, I, I think, like, after thinking more in depth about this, well, kind of, because I don't remember a lot, um, I would like to also say, like, it was probably, um, I think I liked, what was the guy in Spiral? Shank? Yep. I liked him, um, because of the fact that he was, like, he was fighting corruption. Uh, the only thing that was, like, a little weird about him was the fact that his traps were like not like there's no way you're you're getting out of his traps um but then after him i guess i would say hoffman and amanda was kind of like i feel like her motive for like doing anything i don't really understand why jigsaw chose her because it seemed like she just ran off of pure like jealousy of nope. other people yep um, uh that guy's so I, wife or whatever i, I just want to interject real quick that guy's wife and the third one when she shot her because mm -hmm. she was jealous that she was trying to save Jigsaw's life from cancer. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I didn't think that made sense either. So I think that one, um, after, like, watching through them, and I, I'm just confused as to why he ever chose Amanda or why he kept her, just because, like, she didn't... Like, Hoffman seemed like he was, you know, doing his thing, um, but Amanda just didn't really seem like she was fitting in with what Jigsaw wanted. I, don't know. I, I will give one defense on Amanda, if honestly not much of one, considering the character. But I think after that, um, her given what happened before she became a trap victim of Jigsaw, and then afterwards, though, I think she was highly impressionable. That's true. Because uh, considering how easily um she gets jealous over um Jigsaw and how quickly she you know joined the side and yada yada, I think she was just highly impressionable at that point in her life. Mm, so she was probably a uh, super Jigsaw like people pleaser. It seems like, I guess. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, her role in the story is basically to aid John since he's dying uh, and do whatever it takes to make sure that he doesn't, even though it, it gets to a point in three where it's like, it's kind of inevitable after he was coughing up blood in that scene where they were trying to sort of tilt his head a little bit. So I was like, yeah, he's probably going to die in this movie. And lo and behold, it did happen, but not in the way that I expected it. So, any, any you know what, Cat? I, I want to hear what you have to say about Amanda. Oh my God! Yeah, that's the first conversation I had when I joined the server was you and I talked about Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> um, like so, of the three copycats, honestly, I don't like any of the three. Um, really? No. No. Um, I know people wouldn't say he is, but I think Gordon was kind of a protege. I mean, considering he helped out on a lot of the traps and the kidnappings and things like that, he was just like a behind the scenes one. But I think like if you included him, he was the one that did a lot of what um, John was trying to do. He was the only one that really followed his plan. I mean, Amanda went off did whatever she pleased. You couldn't get out of her traps. Hoffman was a giant creep. I could not stand the guy. I legit think he was, he watched his own traps as they worked. I legit think the guy was wanking off watching people die in his traps. What? Like that guy was just, a, he, was yeah. he was a creep and I could not stand him. Um, but I mean, of the three, if I had to pick one, then I would have to say William was the best of the three, but I didn't even really like him, but no, Amanda, Oh my god, I cannot even describe to you how the the hatred I have for this woman. <laughs> like, cannot stand her. Will's alright. It's just <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't in the movie a lot. That's the only thing that was going against him, but 
it's a plan of his that you can understand because all the cops were doing like really shady shit. Uh, but since you brought up Gordon, yeah, I would include him. I think Gordon was good. It's yeah. a guy who was once again in the same situation as a lot of these other people, just um following Jigsaw's plan as much as he could. And I I, I kind of like how he recited his line too after he took away the um what is the the saw blade so the guy wouldn't cut off his foot he's like not this time nope yeah honestly i wouldn't call uh not all that shit um gordon a um protege he's more of a help hands out guy but that also makes it a little bit more interesting in my eyes because like he wasn't directly being a protege of you know john and yet he followed the 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 philosophy better than anyone else did yeah so so I think if they did make and I know this is a later question, but I guess I I guess I could put it here. Uh if they did make like a Saw 10 or whatever, I would like to see what would happen if they follow his story after all that shit went down. Yeah, because yeah, he, the- he literally came out of left field um after you know, his appearance in the first movie. Yep. Yeah, as long as they don't introduce like more apprentices or proteges. Because it got kind of ridiculous after Jig with Jigsaw. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like if we're speaking truthfully here, though, I feel like you, you'd need a little help after a while, you know? Uh, like, he old, too. Kidnapping, he can't do one of his own. up the traps. Yeah. He was yeah. old. Yeah, he was old and he had cancer. So man's needed help. He's old. Especially when you have to, like, make sure that the traps are going the way you need them to and whatnot. Yeah, I was like, so I feel like, like, sure, like, he, I feel like the, the protégés or whatever, like, it, it, it could be kind of annoying if they were to go that route again, but after a while, like, I feel like you would absolutely need help. Yeah, the, the, the premise makes sense, it's just, I think what Drill's mainly referring to is that he had plans set up, like, for 10 years, and they are now just coming to light like some of the saw movies i watched like they sort of went like that in the flashbacks i was like oh i planned this this whole time and then it happens in the present it's weird it's like what the fuck yeah yeah so that yeah that level of planning is like mastermind level like holy crap like that guy like that guy who said he was in a jigsaw trap and wrote a book about it but oh it turns out he wasn't and then jigsaw puts it then jigsaw was there in his signing how did he find this guy like oh my god and apparently the killings are going on long enough to become infamous yep yeah like when did he get there because he shouldn't be in the in the hospital bed at that point right oh yeah yeah he did have cancer like, it, it gets confusing ah uh, but a- anything else on apprentices before we move on Honestly, at least Hoffman was the most interesting to watch because of how crazy it got. Like that one time he like was like he just like got like a triple kill or something like that. Mm, Jesus. I I think the most harrowing example was when he was in the bottom of the floor as the other guy got like squished. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All because he didn't bother to finish the tape. Yep. Yeah, I felt so bad for that. Oh, yeah, you know what? The, yeah, thing, like, <laughs> the people that get killed in Saracel is also kind of dumbest people here. Like, that was the pity gets killed. Like I saw before with the black guy, right? If he literally just, you know, pay attention and just waited, he would have saved everyone. Everyone would have been fine. 
But then he went in Rambo style and got everyone killed except oh. Hoffman, of course. Oh yeah, yeah because I guess, was like dead, just stupid. I guess because he go because it's supposed to teach him not to go through doors or rush into things. Yeah, they told him like, don't you you are headstrong, don't rush into the door. First thing he did, rushed in there, he got shot, and then everybody else died. Yep. Moral of the story, never open doors. Mm -hmm. He's also a cop too, right? That should get him fired, considering like you never know what's behind the other door. It could be explosives there. Nope. Yeah, so, I got yeah, the dude is stupid. He kind of deserved to lose his badge and honestly his life, considering, you know, the, the optics assault. But still, like, yeah, what he did was super relative, reckless Ooh. and stupid. That was the dumbest protagonist of the whole saucer. The only thing I really commend him on is just killing the rapist. That's it. Because he's just like, you know what? <laughs> get in the bed and, and let the thing tear your arms off. Go ahead. That's, that's yeah, it. Honestly, I, hell, I would have been the one to tear off the limbs. <laughs> I would have just shot him. I would be like, yep, my job is done. Oh. You sure? Because I wouldn't want it to be quick because he's never been quick. Well, you know, that, that works too. Just have it tear off his arms and they'll be like, you know what? This is my fine art here. I'm just going to leave. Um, Pull him out because he never pulled out. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. We got to move on to number six, which was interesting to seeing some of the reviews of Saw and people saying, you know, critics mostly saying it's just low end torture porn. Uh, how do you guys feel about people just generalizing Saw like this as if there's no other merits outside of just being torture porn? I think it's both fair and unfair. At the surface level, if you literally only see the traps after a certain point, like say after Saw, Saw 4 or mm -hmm. at Saw 4, I can kind of get it. I can kind of get it. But as I'm saying, people who don't pay attention to the movies and understand the lore behind mm -hmm. it, though, because it's a lot more than just torture porn. You know? Yeah. It's like saying, no, it's like with the Fire 13 boys, for example, right? There's more to Jason than just killing, right? He's a tragic character who just, unfortunately, you know, became a serial killer. No, there's more to it than just the surface level shit. Yeah, there is a story going on. I, I think if we circle back to question number four, um, you can see that they clearly set up Kramer to be uh, somewhat, you know, sympathetic with this plight and how they flesh that out in this world building. So it's just not torture porn. But if you're just simply looking at the traps and that's it, I, I wouldn't also say it's not something that people don't come and show up for you know what i mean it's like people want to see folks die in the most meticulous and weirdest way possible with saw so it is a dna trait i wouldn't say it's a negative but i would also say it's not just torture porn 24 7 they're telling a story and it's there and people need to be like paying attention you know yeah like, I agree, because if you look up, like, the definition of torture porn says it's the genre of film where the sadistic torture or violence is the main plot of the movie. Anybody that watches the Saw movies could tell you, yeah, it's a it's a lot of the movie, but it's not the main plot of a movie. If I was going to give you a torture porn movie, I would tell you it's Hostel, but definitely not Saw. Hostel is a freaking torture porn. So upon, um, so I agree with you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with that. But like, um, I can understand, Brandon, what you were saying about like, if people didn't pay attention, then you can kind of see why they would think that. Because I'm gonna bring up software again. When I first watched that base, that was pretty much my mind. I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is so unnecessary. Like, why are they doing this? Like, what is going on? But like, going back and watching everything from like Psalm One 
there is a story you have to pay attention to it um and you like you just gotta watch it you just gotta watch it it's a lot more going on and it makes the movies interesting like they're not they're not just these movies where you're just watching people get killed for whatever reason. Like all these characters have backstories. Um, there's a backstory to Jigsaw and why he's doing what he's doing. Um, I even thought it was interesting. Uh, it kind of sucks that he was kind of like really weirdly a therapist in a sense in the first couple of movies, just being like, Oh, you didn't really appreciate life. So here you are. If you can get out, then Hey, you have a second chance at life. But like, um, it's, it's more to the story than just, Oh, hey, everybody's getting killed for, like, no reason. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Any other opinions on the, uh, it's just a torture porn and that's it opinion? Yeah, going once, going twice. Soul to the hooker in red. Okay. Um, mm. let's us continue to number seven, uh, which is Spiral. So it's only for the people who watch Spiral. Um, Spiral was said to invent the series in a new way. Have you seen Spiral the Book of Saw? If so, what were your overall thoughts on the filmmakers trying something fresh with the spinoff? Let's go first. Uh, uh, oh, you got this. Um, so I was gonna say, I wrote initially that I didn't think it was really fresh, just in terms of like oh, people are being put in traps and, like, they're going to die or not die, right? But um, once you, like, I guess watch the movie and get to the end and realize, like, who the, the you know, who the person is um, that's putting everyone through. Well, basically, like, once you, I forget his name. I forgot his name. Um, Shane? <laughs> yes, Shane. Once you, once you figure out that it's, like, Shank and he's doing what he's doing because... Um, like he has his reasons for doing what he's doing and he's taking it on the cops. Like, I feel like that was a fresh idea because it wasn't just like random people off the street. Like he's just trying to take down corrupt cops. Like, so I thought it was fresh in like that sense and maybe the sense that like, there's no way they're getting out of their, um, predicament. Um, maybe it's like fresh in that sense, but I, I didn't really think it was like a fresh like idea yeah like never been done i agree with you because um this movie is okay i guess if you want to say the positives of that spin it's cool that they had upbeat protagonists like chris rock and you know you had samuel jackson mr motherfucker um it's cool they had that but at the same time i'm thinking to myself this is it's not as fresh. It's still like a Saw movie, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. When I first heard it was coming out, um, it almost reminded me of when the newer Batman was coming out this year. So many people dogged on Pattinson saying he was going to be the shittiest Batman ever. And when Jigsaw was coming out, so many people were saying that it was going to be shit because it had Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock in it. And just like in Batman, when it became a super popular movie and Pattinson did so good in it and just slayed his role, I think it was almost, in a way, um, the same with Jigsaw. I think Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson did a wonderful job in those in the movie um, and really showed the haters that they could do other movies besides comedy and things like that. But um, I 
I liked the movie for the most part. I do think, though, for me at least, it was a little bit predictable. Um, I ended up figuring out who the killer was before the end. There was one particular trap. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, to me, it just seemed really obvious that it was him. Are you talking um, about the one where they um, they were in the, uh, excuse me, I got a little bit of coat, but um, they were in the warehouse and it was him on the floor. It was supposed to be Shank's body and they couldn't ID him for whatever reason. Because it's like, oh, he had his he had his head smashed in, but one yeah. of his hands is missing. So I was like, that yeah. one that one was where I was like, why is one of the hands missing on the detective, and why can't they ID who he is? That that was kind of weird, even though they but, knew it was him. Uh, if they couldn't ID him, that makes sense if um just by the face and handprint though but if mm -hmm. you do like a dna test wherever they should find out who that, who that person is yeah yeah it it was weird because when the hand was missing that just tells me that it wasn't his body that that kind of like just stuck out like a sore thumb to me yeah i think that's what really it just made it so obvious to me that it was just not right and then he was like super sus it's like yeah i mean they could have done it a little bit differently and not made it so obvious but that was one of the things I didn't like, but overall, I do think the movie was really good. Damn, I was gonna. Uh, I definitely do agree with you, Token, though. Like Chris Rock and Sam were honestly probably the best characters we had in a long time in any Saw um, video. Mm. Yep. Like, especially Chris Rock, he carried that movie with his goofy um, one liners. <laughs> so, what would you rate <laughs> Spiral of the series? <sighs> well, a number rating, I'll probably give it like a seven and a half. Eight on a good day, but yeah, uh, I did definitely enjoy that one. Yeah, it was very entertaining. It's they didn't reinvent the wheel. I I just feel like they added on to it, and this movie was the one where Jigsaw kind of took a backseat because they didn't have him in like eighty thousand flashbacks or anything in this movie, which I kind of appreciated to be honest. Um, yeah, that was cool. But what I, what I really enjoyed though about the movie is that um, instead of just doing what jigsaw did as far as like taking rid of people who don't enjoy life right he's just yeah taking corruption and try to make them change and no that's pretty much it right and yeah. it's a minus five it only don't I, I just like that premise though i just think that it could have been you should have the survivability aspect there a little bit more because like let's be honest here though like again some of those traps are impossible to get out of that subway like, yeah the subway tongue one i i don't think that dude <laughs> yeah, was no. ever getting out of that no yeah, absolutely not. Then again, though, it could have been on purpose too, because he just purposely trying to weed out you know, all these people. So, yeah. Well, I think all of the traps, though, wasn't it all of the traps? It was just there was no like I'm thinking about that cop that had what, what was what, what was poured on her face. I can't remember what was poured on. Uh, her it was face. like mortar or something like that. Oh, that was wax. But oh, yeah, like, yeah. It just seemed like a lot of those traps, there wasn't any way you were getting out of it. See, like, like that one right there, she could have actually been fine if Chris Rock stepped up the pace. He was walking a little too slow. <laughs> he was going too, too slow. slow. I was so mad about it. I was like, why are you walking so slow, my man? She would come out pretty burnt, though, if someone got her face up. But I think she could have got out of here alive if he was faster. I will say, I, I, I was one of those people that didn't think that Chris Rock would... He surprised me. Like, yeah, was, he did. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, mainly because you only know him from comedies. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. He, did great. he he has some funny moments in this movie, but 
when stuff started getting serious at the end and his partner started dying and he got desperate i really liked that change in his dynamic i, I thought that was really cool that he went from you know I'm, I'm joking and everything i'm playing around with my job and i i, I have my boys now it's just like when his friends started dying he started going against the superiors and everything and i'm like this is cool actually i, I never got to see him in like a serious role so i i think if, if they were trying to do that show he could be serious show that we're not gonna include like ten thousand jigsaw flashbacks and that we're going to try to um do something different with the corruption angle they succeeded there but overall it, it still is a saw movie like through and through they do follow the beats the formula it's not like they reinvented it where everything is fresh you know what i mean so that's what i think of spiral anyone else no. well people say it's really good and i should really check it out you, you should it's it's entertaining movie fun honestly time. it Probably sounds like a breath of, and so, so well i just never got to it maybe i'll get to it now since i have more free time i think you'll like it Probably yeah, especially since you can only do so many Jigsaw flashbacks and Tobin Bell is getting old, so yeah. So wait, did you guys have a question about, like, the Saw games? Mm, no. Yeah, uh, we haven't talked about Saw games. I'm surprised, oh. Ren. I've never really played them. I just know that they're not good. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Okay, honestly, you know, they're actually pretty good good like pretty decent like especially the first one. Second one is a little sus but i did like the first one a lot i think honestly konami couldn't make a series out of those if they had like a more quality studio work on them because they were fun games even if they weren't the best um in the field yeah i never i never played the saw games so i i don't really have an opinion i, yeah, I see I, other people play them and they they look funny to me but i think in the character in the first games like danny glover's like characters like oh, some tap yeah yeah are the games good i don't know actually i'm not sure i know like the first one takes place like the first game takes place between like after the first movie i think Feel like the traps and settings is like so elaborate. There's no way this is actually kind of saw um series. Yeah, yeah. I I think I heard the developers they want to make a third one, uh. But that would be a nice franchise to do. Like, hey, this is horror puzzles. If you don't get out, you'll die in the worst way possible, or you have to save other survivors. Or uh, one cool thing about that game is other survivors would try to kill you. So that's um. This is, you know, pretty entertaining. They got traps on them, too, and they're trying to, like, say, hey, you got yeah. the key inside your body. I need that. Yeah, and that uh, you had to, like, be careful for doors because some of them were shotgun, like, doors. Yep, it was a quick time event, and if you didn't press the button on time, then your head goes into um, a bundle of uh, watermelons. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've heard people say the first one's actually decent. The second one's, like, more divisive well they should make more saw games just i don't know i don't think konami is going to put in the effort to even care or bother even though the original directors 
they want to do another one so if i had any advice i would say just go independent and see what you could do and if people like it they'll definitely pick it up uh, yeah but honestly though solid definitely doesn't need a budget because that was ultimately the biggest issue with the first three games like it the budget was not there for them to you know get the polishing done uh i i guess at most if they went independent i will say double a you know that that'd be nice because at least the game will have a little bit of money behind it but yeah i can, I can definitely see the opinion of they look kind of cheap looking looking back at it now i mean if you compare the graphics of those games during the time to something like red dead is it's like night and day mm -hmm. yeah even for the time they came out pretty damn cheap looking yep uh any other questions on the video games before we move on this this nah i never played them i just watched people play them and they looked interesting you um, should play them for uh, october <laughs> oh true maybe yes. Maybe. I mean, Ref, would you guys be against? Would you guys be for like a modern port of it? I I wouldn't mind out of curiosity's sake, but you know who uh, published them? Uh, they aren't gonna do anything about that, so uh, it just mm. sucks. Very very hard. He doesn't like taking right. the rights. Well, oh, not the, not about. Sorry. You talk about the movies of the game, sorry, I, I stepped out for a second. The games. The games. The game. Yeah, Konami, uh, I think, still has a license for the um, game, so, yeah. Oh, God, fuck Konami. That's, uh, come on. I would love to play those, but I know that either the prices for them are probably insane right now, or they're never going to port it. It's going to be one or two ways. Well, there's one way you could get them, though, but I hope you have an eye patch and a um, fancy hat, because, you know, Ooh, you're the only way to get them right now. Oh, you're hard. If I have to, I will, because that is ridiculous. But, uh, is that it for the Saw games, or you guys want to move on to the next question? It is $60 on Amazon for used. Oh, my God. No, that's definitely a used game. That's too much. <laughs> why yeah. is, Why $60 for used? Well, I don't know. the game is rare there. now. Yeah, it's yeah. rare. Yeah, it's rare, limited print. No. High, high <laughs> on 360 it's 59.99 on playstation 3 it's cheaper when i want how much it is how much? 57.99 oh sweet man you're getting a raw in the deal yeah just a couple of bucks off and you'll be fine uh, all right let's talk about saw 10 so apparently i heard that they have a script they want to do this movie but nothing is in the works i think they said james wan was going to produce again but he's so busy with aquaman and other stuff that he just can't so if they did make saw 10 what would you want for them to do so the formula doesn't get stale uh honestly i don't have a definitive answer because you know it's kind of hard to say what they can do or should do mm -hmm. it's just kind of complicated <laughs> yeah it's a complicated answer i guess if i were to say something simple i would say just make it original that's that's it like i i just don't want it to feel the same as the last nine movies and if you're going to draw inspiration then you know take some of the plot elements that worked maybe add in gordon um but don't necessarily say hey we need 
Tobin Bell again in order to push the backstory and have like several thousand flashbacks. I, I, I just want a new interesting killer with a new motive that may be influenced by Jigsaw, but he's his own person, so to speak. I Like I said, we talked about Spiral. I think the guy had an interesting backstory in terms of why he wanted to do it. So just make a new sort of imitation, but the, I don't know, put like lore and story behind it to the level of Hoffman. That would be interesting in my opinion. Strike to the film series. First of all, yeah, yes. yes. But you know what I, I guess I could do is a little add on here. So as I was saying, um, I think a great thing for a new Saw movie for Saw 10, uh, make it based on the seven deadly sins. The guy wants to put his victims in traps who he thinks are sinners like seven is like here you are gluttony you're a lust you're a wrath etc and that would be a great way to do a saw movie i understand it's not the most original idea but it is the most interesting idea and there we have it i i, I finally have my great idea thank you so much does because <laughs> now i feel no dumb problem. for i feel dumb for not mentioning it <laughs> Oh yeah, make all the protagonists uh very very I don't know, just just flesh them out on the same level and I think I would really enjoy it because honestly some Saul protagonists I really do not care for like the cop in Saul 4 who decided to say, "Hey, I'm Rambo. I'm going to shoot through this door and he gets mm. shot." So someone less stupid, please. <laughs> Anyone else uh any opinions on what they should do for Saul 10? Um, I think it's like you said, make it original, um, unique traps. And then honestly, I would want, as we stated earlier, like more story on Gordon, because I do think that he was a bigger part than it was than was shown in all the movies. So, I mean, I would appreciate more of see what he's done behind the scenes. I mean, he, be he became a chef, though, so like, I don't know, like yelling people on national TV. Yeah, and also I've heard some rumors say that they will that it's gonna have John Kramer be the lead John Kramer and Jigsaw return for the tenth movie. Oh that man's and they do that man, he should be in voice only. Do not do like <laughs> shit. Yeah, at least keep the the Billy voice. I know we're gonna talk about that doll later, but um at least do that because one thing I didn't like about Spiral actually is the killer's voice because it was so bad. Oh, it was it was too comical. I don't think I took it seriously either. You yeah. sound like Riddler, no, as a twelve year old. And how are you Is that today? what we said? Hold on, I gotta go listen to it really quick. How are you today? I want to play a game. It's just um, I was like it was it was not convincing, it was not intimidating, it was just really bad when he was projecting through the killer. But you know, just just keep his voice. Don't change Billy. Make him creepy, and that's all I need. I, I I don't need Tobin Bell himself. I think he's done enough for the franchise, in my opinion. Uh, I said if it's only in voice via Billy the Pup or whatever, I'm fine with him coming back. But that's about it. Like yeah, leave Tobin alone. Let him rest. Yep. He's old. He's old. Let him let him sleep, and you know he sees that nurse that's thick. You know, let him do that. Rin. <laughs> just said, let just let Tobin Bell be instantly rehabilitated. Hey, look, man, he want to play a game with the nurse. Let, let him do it. <laughs> oh my um, god! 
So I just listened to the Spiral Killer's voice. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. He don't. Oh, don't. <laughs> I'm never gonna unthink this. Don't. I swear. I think I is. said that in the in the when we watched it. <laughs> Kidding. Hello. Want to play a game? Oh, Kermit the Frog. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> it does sound like that. Don't it's ruin so... it. Don't do it. It's so Damn. bad. Land Ren. Yeah, keep keep Tobin Bell's voice, please, for the love of God, or, or get someone. I don't know who's that guy who does the voice of Spawn. I keep forgetting his name. Keith David. Keith let, let him be a killer or something. He will sound intimidating. Yeah, Keith David's all like honestly. I don't care what the reason is. I just want to listen to Keith David's voice. Yeah, he can't read me a bedtime story, man. I'm saying, mm. tell me about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's wrong, Tony? Nothing, no comment. No, 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 what's wrong? Nope. <laughs> nope. Hater? Hater? Piss off. <laughs> okay. No, you. No. Alright, so any other opinions on Saw 10 before we move on? Oh. Yeah, can we play a game? Oh, <laughs> man. Well, we're about to find out what this next sort of question. Alright, so the doll that likes to ride on the tricycle, Billy the Puppet, and makes that cackling noise that everyone loves. What do you guys think of him? I like him. I think it's clever to use him as opposed to walking into the room yourself to deliver the note. Like, uh, I thought, especially because I feel like there were instances where, like, uh, I, I can't remember for sure, but the doll could have gotten messed up or whatever. But I feel like it was a good way for John not to walk into that room and get hurt himself. Yeah, it's... Uh... I found it super creepy considering from what I read, this doll was originally supposed to be a gift to his unborn child. Um, to give your unborn child this creepy-ass doll is already, in my opinion, really fucked up. But then to, like, his um, hatred and sadness from losing his kid to then turn around and start using it in his games is like twice as fucked up. It's so messed up. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, first off, babies already cry a lot. That baby was definitely bound to cry a whole hell of a lot if it's all Billy. But that is really interesting that he ended up just being like, well, I don't know what to do with it now. Hmm. Oh, I have an idea. Yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be creepy and scary, and then and something. You're talking and muted, dude. Fuck again. You're stupid. That is. All right, so uh, as we talk about Billy again, uh, it is creepy. It 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 is scary. It does this intended job of uh, Kramer not walking into a room and getting, cause cause some of these traps like some of these people have guns, so. You know, he could just walk in there and get blasted. So it, it is good that the puppet is there to convey that message. And also, um, just, I don't know, the way it moves and everything by itself, you question the logic behind it, but at the same time, it is just like, it's supposed to be this force that tells you, I want to play a game before that game actually happens and the person gets grievously injured. So I I, I think it does its job in terms of setting up the scene and describing how you get in or, or how you get out and leaving the person there to their own devices. Literally. 
Anyone else with uh, opinions on this doll? I mean, it's iconic. Kind of like... It's an iconic look for this series. Some, I guess, kind of like the doll from Child's Play as well. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking of Sam from, like, Trick or Treat. Yeah. I guess I guess you could also bring up the pig face as well, but Billy the Puppet's really what you think of when you think when Saw comes up. The pig is just I don't know. It's funny because it just it just comes out of nowhere to to attack people, and it's just sort of uh, hilarious in my opinion how people just get jumped by by the person wearing the pig mask, and then. I guess that store that, that sort of became like a precursor to uh what's her name Amanda wearing it because she was like in that costume a lot of times, but uh yeah the doll is just a lot more known because it's it's just prominent in the voice matches and and it's creepy and if I ever saw that thing I would kick it in the shin and maybe the balls I don't know if puppets have balls but oh just find out by kicking it. <laughs> Oh, pay me no mind though. God. Uh so any other opinions on this before we move on to the last one and then maybe we'll get guest callers in here. I go once, go twice. Soul to the guy who wants to play a game. All right. <laughs> Long... I was gonna... oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say was there a question about like the iconic theme as well? Uh, no, but I, I think you're talking about a uh, hello zap, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's not a question on here. I will go first, I guess, on this. I think that theme is great. There, like, it all started with the first film, and then you see that sort of shocking revelation that the guy in the middle of the floor is, like, not dead. And you find out that was John the whole time and it starts playing and that's when the iconic game over happens. So I guess they had to keep reusing that theme because it's just so fucking great for like a plot reveal. It's like, yeah. oh shit, so, oh something God. is... It's so great for a twist that I can't see a Saw film. Even Spiral used it like at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the theme is just so iconic now. Yep. It's also actually just like kind of a bop though. Like Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's kind of a bop. <laughs> did you have rap music around it? Yes, yes it did. There was a hello zap rap theme. And I I listened to it one time and I was like, you know what? This is pretty this is pretty hot, but I haven't listened to it in a long time, so yeah. When you when 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 you're getting up in the middle of the night and then hear the song playing. All right, I'm just punching somebody after that. I'm, I'm gonna say fuck it. <laughs> somebody gonna get knocked out because like I can't have that going on at the middle of the Man, night. Walk into the bathroom, no, and try to do business in every place. <sighs> Why, Brandon? Oh. Damn it! <laughs> He's like, hello, renegade. I'm here to play a game. <laughs> hello, operative. Oh, uh, just a. You know what? I we need to see more of that. Someone. Hello Zap starts playing, someone's tied to a trap in the bathroom and they have to get out. It's like, you know, the consequences and the choice is yours. Drop a deuce or die. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh any other opinions on the theme, I guess? It's hot. Move on. Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, that's that's what you can say. It's really good. And I I don't think you can reinvent Saul like eight thousand times. You can't remove that. That that's just one hundred percent needed for plot twist. All right, so we're gonna move on to the last question. As I call on the guest callers and see if they will come and participate after this, but um, ranking the series, a lot of movies. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll glad I made a tier list maker for this one. All right, uh, go ahead. I'll wait. Oh, you want me to go? All right. Yeah. Uh, what's our zone? And number one would be Saw 2. Number two would be um, Saw 1. Three would be, uh, I would say Spiral. And then uh, Saw 3. I like Drake Saw a lot, a lot more than most people do. And then Saw 4. Saw five and garbage bin tier would be the last two Saw movies, which is um six and seven. Uh, the gifts um the last one credit though at least it was entertaining. You no, know, it had a lot of cool action sequence in it, but I felt like the movies felt unnecessary. You could literally skip that one and call it a day. But yeah, I think six is probably the worst Saw movie out there. Kinda. Right. Anyone else? Oh, you're dead. Oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, that happens. Uh, anyone else? Um, I was looking at this ahead. Oh, sorry, Dreddy, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, haven't seen Spiral, so yeah, I can't say much about it. I'd probably say the best one for me is still the first one because it, because it really, because that's when it like felt like, like an actual like murder mystery and they didn't go to, they didn't like get obsessed with like all the gore and stuff. The second one, I mean, it's just repeating what the first one had, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I guess it would go first, second, third, then four, five, then four, five, six, seven, and then Jigsaw. Hmm. Damn, I have not seen. Well, I I seen bits and pieces of everything past Saw Six, uh. So I'm just gonna rank what I've seen so far off the top of my head. I, I would say the first one, iconic, great, amazing movie. Um, no, actually, I'll put the second one over the first one, and then down there would be, in terms of sheer enjoyment, I would say Saw Three, then Saw Four, and then. Viral, and then after that would be all all the trash or bad ones. I, I did not like five that much at all. I, I thought that was where, and when they started introducing Hoffman for the first time, even though interesting backstory, that was when you felt the presence of that character could not hold a candle to Kramer's. You know, not his fault because they develop him later on, but the presence was lost after he really died um and you felt it in that movie and it's it's just kind of boring uh so i would assume the other movies probably follow suit i did hear that 3d was not that good yeah i'm gonna get around to that eventually and see if i can refresh my memory but yeah that's my ranking so far uh i got really scared because your list is almost the same as mine i think um we were the same uh, for most, or all of it, I think, actually. I saw two, saw one, saw three, saw four, and then Spiral. 
Um, and then after that was Jigsaw, Saw 6, Saw 5, and then Saw 3D. Um, I don't know why Saw 2 is my favorite, but, like, it's always been my favorite, and I don't, I have no idea why, but, um, I think Saw 1's twist, I, I was kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, where to put those two, because I wasn't sure if 1 should go first or 2 should go first, but it was the twist in Saw 1 for me. Yeah, like... That, uh, that definitely just kept it, like, up there in the second spot, at least. I, I like how the traps got more elaborate in Saw 2, and overall, a good bulk of that movie, because of that, was interesting due to the tension alone, which is why I slightly give 2 the edge over 1, but 1 is just... I, I don't think that ending and that twist could be topped if I were to really get deep into it, because it, it, it caught me by a big surprise. Now, on top of it being the first, twist of twists it was also did it the best without it you know shoehorning yep because as soon as he got up on the floor i was like what i thought that motherfucker was there <laughs> like crazy i think honestly saw two might have been up there for me because of the fact that like the whole time everything was taking place in the past and the son was just locked in a safe <laughs> while the dad was there like you were right there you just had to wait um, but I think that was also a twist that, like, I was just like, oh, shit, I thought this was all happening at, like, simultaneously. Hmm. Oh, man. A anyone else with their, uh, list? Um, I think, um, I had a couple that were the same as everybody else. Um, two, as well, is my favorite of all of them. I really don't know why. Um, I think it's more so the fact that it was traps where they all could have worked together i guess to figure it out um one is my second favorite and then i had three and then i really like six for whatever reason i think it's mostly the traps um uh, so i had six as my fourth and then i had spiral and then jigsaw and then i had seven and then four and then five was my least favorite i the only thing I liked about five was the fact that the people were so stupid that they couldn't figure out that they could have done all the traps together was the best thing about it. But just the amount of Hoffman I had to watch, that's probably why I hated it so much. It's just I could not stand the guy. Yeah. But... I'm going to send you a Hoffman postcard. <laughs> I will burn it. Send it anyway. Good. Give on. me pleasures. Oh. My God. Do it, damn it. Uh, anyone else uh, went on theirs? Or new? Alright, go once, go twice, and we will put you in the frying pan for the game. Alright, I think that's it. Um, so far, no guest callers so far, so I think we can wrap up and do the outros for the show. So, I guess I'll go first. My name is Renegade Operative. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitter at Ren operative underscore and you can find me on twitch at renegade underscore operative uh i will be uploading this podcast on infinite ammo syndicate so look forward to that and that's it for me so des what is your outros uh okay so i am versa vulture 24 on twitch um but i'm also desiree underscore veronica on twitter uh those are the only two socials i really use so mm -hmm. if you want to follow me follow me there Brandito. 
Sure. I mean, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Immortal Brando. Uh, Twitch and Star Brando. Everything else is none of your goddamn business. I have a link tree, so check it out. <laughs> Drill bit? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Drillbit777. That's really where I'm only active at right now. Mm, Tolkien. Uh, you can find me at Lady Tolkien on YouTube, and then on Twitter, I am Lady Tolkien7. Lady Hoffman. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Mr. Austin. Hey, he did. Hoffman, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think Billy the doll got him. Uh, hey, you want to play a game? <laughs> he went to play a game. Riding in on his tricycle. Ah, let me see. Oh, I can't find him on social media, but. Damn, some host you are. Uh, give me a second. I'll find it. We're playing a game here, the game of charades. So, is recording over? No, not yet. Uh, okay. So you can find uh, Mr. Austin at Cool Austin, and he's on Twitter at Red Barrels God. So you can find him there. Also, I will link him in the intro, so you do not miss a beats. And there, I've done my job. The podcast is over. Thank you for everyone participating. Uh, my name is Jigsaw. I'm going to put you in a trap, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Why am I even here? <laughs> and we're holding him in the Venus flytrap right now. Don't worry, it's going to go off in like five seconds. Wait, what? Oh, we're doing outro. Like, I had, I had to dip out for a bit because I had to get dinner. No, no, it's fine. I, I outroed you myself. Uh, oh, thank I, you. I, I let the audience like, know. Yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to be gone for too long, but like it, there were some complications and whatnot. Yeah, it, it's good. I, I outroed you, so we're, we're going right, to end the show, and we will see you guys out there next time. YouTube land, Spotify land. All right, I'm going to end it. Here. Oh, shit. All right. Look, I got to put a little pause on it, you know? <laughs> bye, people. Bye-bye. We got to work. Move.